1: Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the show. This is High Vibing and we are here with a very special guest, Branson, Bo- Branson. I got Bozarth and Brandon mixed up. Brandon Bozarth. Did I say it correctly? I got it right. <laughs> you should just call yourself Branson from now on. stone. Just, just, just combine it all. <laughs> but basically, he's a facilitator of miracles he just played the flute for us which you can catch on our patreon it was awesome and he's a transformational coach and writer he hosts retreats and basically helps people to create inner transformation that i'm sure reflects in their outer world as well and today we really want to focus on the topic of creating miracles in the context of relationships so maybe what that means in our friendships our co-workerships our romantic partnerships and just how we relate to the world to each other, to ourselves, and all things relating and transformation. So thanks, Brandon, for being here.
2: Yeah, I'm excited to be here. So I guess we could just dive in. I wanna start yeah. with, with defining what a miracle is. Yes. <laughs> so a lot of people think a miracle is an exception. Um, I like to define a miracle as uh, the normal way of things and to not experience a miracle as the actual exception and what is a miracle in a practical sense a miracle is a a shift in perception and so when i'm viewing something in a certain way that's causing suffering i'm creating literally creating a reality to reinforce that belief i'm perpetuating the thing i say i don't want by judging it by perceiving it in a negative way the miracle is i come to the root of my creation which is my own perception i shift that perception and then that miracle is manifested externally in synchronicity or in healing or in coming home and having a completely different version of your partner, like what the heck just happened. And this happens in such profound ways when we realize that everything we experience is a reflection of ourself. And really our power is not to try to change what's going on out there. I always use the movie theater analogy. It's like if you were sitting in a chair and the projector screen is putting a projection of a movie on the screen and you want to change it you don't go over to the screen and try to change it you're like oh, I can't it's not working you have to go to the source which is the film strip which is the projection of the consciousness and right. and what is projecting through and that film strip or that projector is your own belief system
0: I love that I love what you said about how miracles should be viewed as the norm and not the exception just this morning which is like another synchronicity i was i had this like download because my son said something about how it's a coincidence and of course there are no coincidences and i said in my head like i had this knowing that like there are synchronicities constantly you just have to pay attention and tune into them but they're everywhere all the time and i it's like it's a knowing that i had but i never really like articulated it um and to have this conversation with you today where you say those almost exact words is just Synchronicity. Are you kidding me? Like, are you so cool?
2: Synchronicity, right there. And a lot of people think synchronicity is only positive. Synchronicity is just the self organizing principle of reality, it's just the thing that organizes everything the trees, the wind, how uh, whole ecosystems form perfectly and synergistically and support the whole as well as supporting each other it's it's just the built-in that force that we go what's organizing all this what's creating all the geometry what's creating all of this well what organizes that into form is synchronicity and so you can have negative synchronicity in your life you can go i hate my life I hate my life I hate my life oh look another reason to hate my life but the paradox is that's a form of support you're actually being supported unconditionally by god in that moment you're just supporting yourself in a way that you don't prefer because of unconscious belief systems So you're not even aware of it. And that's actually just to tie that into relationships. That's why why relationships are so powerful, right? Course in Miracles says a relationship is a laboratory of the Holy Spirit. What does that mean? It's a laboratory where we can discover what is blocking or what is in the way of allowing the Holy Spirit or your whole spirit through you, which is unconditional love. And that's Mm -hmm. why we say, you don't necessarily get into a relationship to love someone unconditionally you get into a relationship to learn how to love someone unconditionally yeah. and you do that by getting those parts reflected back to you that you don't love that you often project on another person <laughs> and blame and point the finger
0: oh it's just so magical it's just so <laughs> much truth right now but i think we can all agree relationships not only show us a, uh, allow us to learn to love someone else but it also as you said teaches us about us i've learned so much about myself since being married things i never even knew i didn't know um Mm -hmm. which is a gift you know and and the first step is learning and the second step is deciding if you really want that (laughs) trait or that attribute or rather something else so i've had a lot of uh we both have had a lot of learning kelsey do you find that in your relationship? You've learned a lot uh, as well. Uh, yeah. Not necessarily uh, the the crappy
1: ones. Well, yes, the crappy ones. No, too, especially but. the crappy ones. <laughs> the crappy, toxic, horrible, twin. Quote, 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 quote. Those quote. are the ones, honestly, where you learn the, the fastest and the most yep. intense way. And you get that direct mirror of all the parts that you've disowned <laughs> and pushed away. Mm-hmm. And you're like, mm-hmm. fuck. It's time yeah. to love this.
0: <laughs> oh, we swear on the show, by the way. In case you. <laughs> oh,
2: that's all. That's all good. <laughs> yeah. What's happening, people. people?
0: But Kelsey got me to swear so much more than I ever have ever in my true. life. I swear so much now, and it's your fault. <laughs> so,
2: you're, so, so we're just blaming Kelsey. Okay. <laughs> we're just blam- yes, <laughs> well, projecting. <laughs> <laughs> (laughs) And then what is that? What is that reflecting? Maybe, maybe
0: she just gave me permission to express myself
1: more colorfully. How about that?
2: Yeah. Mm,
1: Shift in perception. (laughs) Miracles have in real time right here. (laughs) (laughs) So I want to get personal and ask about a recent miracle that you've experienced in any of your relationships, just so we can give an example of how this question unfolds.
2: A recent miracle. doesn't have to hmm. be recent, I
1: guess, but anything that comes yeah. to your mind.
2: Probably, so my partner and I moved to Sedona about two and a half months ago. Mm-hmm. And um, it was, it's interesting because usually when something's reflected from one person, it's reflected in all areas of your life so the spark the catalyst was a reflection from my partner but the reflection was really being reflected everywhere that i looked it's just i wasn't necessarily ready to look and that's what happens a lot is if we're in denial or avoidance then we'll create something so loud which is what we're doing on a collective level right now in the world so loud that we can't deny it anymore and so for me it was um it was feeling powerless and it was seeing where that was may have been reflected in my partner and her experience and in just what I was looking at in the world. We both had six months of travel planned before COVID and all these things and all of those plans changed and uh, it was a challenging time and so I was taking the challenges that my partner was undergoing, redesigning her own whole business and this and that and just seeing some of the challenges in the world and feeling like i was completely powerless like i can't um be absolutely supported and free in a environment or circumstance that says i can't do things that i want to do right so that was being reflected to me in a lot of different areas and really the shift was realizing what i want to do and what i need to do are often very different and what i want is usually coming from negative ego. Not always, but a lot of times, I want this, I want this, and when my want turns into a need, meaning if I don't get it, then I feel less than, worse off, not as free, then usually I'm just being called to take back my own power from something that I think can give me something that I already have. And so that's what it was. It was like, I wanna be able to go out, I wanna be able to shop, I wanna, uh, you know, I wanna travel, I wanna do our retreat, all the things that I wanted to do. And because I couldn't do it, my perception was lack. Oh, there's something missing. There's something wrong. And so what I realized is I created that version of reality not to create lack, but to reflect where I was already feeling lack. And so it wasn't affecting me. It was reflecting me. And so in that reflection of going, oh, where have I been holding on to lack? Not where is it newly developing? Where am I already holding on to lack? Where am I already holding on to powerlessness, which often gets expressed as anger if it's not dealt with. That's like our first attempt to get power back. I'm going to be angry and point and it's your fault. Now I feel like at least I'm in control, which was how it was expressing for me. I really just had to let myself love that anger, know that it's just compressed passion that Um, combined with powerlessness and that because I was responsible for creating all of it when I was actually eventually able to get to that place of responsibility, then I realized that I used my power to create, to create a situation of powerlessness. And that was the paradox. Oh, well, who's creating this? Me. Oh, well, that's actually a, a use of my power. And if I don't judge it, I can see it as an innocent, valid creation that I can learn from. And so in that shift, of myself so much happened response to everything in the world new business ideas incredible i mean some of the most fulfilling and rewarding successful experiences of my life have happened in the last two or three months and um that's now being reflected even deeper in our relationship my partner is launching her business totally redesigned it getting clients booking retreats i mean it's, it's amazing. So I, I can't say I'm responsible for that, but I can say that because I decided to be that change that I wanted to see for myself, that I gave not just my, my partner, but anyone, everyone permission to match that as well. And they can come to it in their own way, or they can choose to match it by seeing someone else leading by example. So that's, that was one really powerful miracle over the last few months that, that we both experienced.
1: Yeah, that's amazing. I love when you touched on how seeing your own innocence was part of what created the miracle. Because in my work, what I found, especially in learning how to love yourself and different parts of you that are maybe harder to like and own and claim, is that when you find the innocent intention behind the dysfunction that's happening, you can actually love that part for its innocence and for its intention. And then you create the shift in your perception of, oh, this is a beautiful part of me because look at what it's trying to do. Look at what it wants for me just because it doesn't know how maybe it's not doing it in a super beneficial way. That doesn't mean that it's any, that doesn't mean that's bad. It's just maybe misinformed or not that mature yet or whatever, but I love how you touched on innocence because I really believe that like seeing the innocence and everything and everyone is what leads to that miracle shift and that perception Mm -hmm. shift in the mind.
2: Yes. Well, I always say that we take action for two reasons. Number one, to extend love or number two, to call for help. Right. And when you realize every negative action in the world is really a call for love. And then you could see it like a child. It's like a child that runs out and goes, I hate you. They don't really hate you. They just don't know how to process their emotion. So they just try to project it outwards because they don't know how to understand. They don't understand the source. And so, Innocence also reminds us and informs us of neutrality. And if we look at the scale of consciousness, you have courage and right above courage is neutrality. So the courage to look at what is, to be with what is, to validate it, the courage to look at it then gives us the ability to neutralize it, to remind us that this has no built-in meaning, that this is just a creation that we get to decide the meaning because based on our own free will. And the meaning we infuse determines the effects that we get back. And so it's actually in my best interest to see this as innocent, to see this as a valid creation. I might not prefer it. I might not agree with it. But if I validate it as a creation that at its core is innocent, then I'm not in resistance to it. And only when I'm not in resistance to it can it change.
0: Exactly. I love that. Yeah. Once you realize that it's not something to block you necessarily, unless you want it to. Like, that's when, like I said, the first step is knowing it. First step is realizing it. We always observe, right? Without judgment, we want to observe it because everything's coming from a place of need, want, survival sometimes. And once you recognize that, you can start to change it. But if you don't, we have things that just get louder and louder and louder, and then you can't ignore it anymore. And then hopefully, or, you know, likely it'll get to a place where, it's a lot harder to address than it would have been if you just turned inward a little bit in the beginning.
2: Yeah. So I love yeah. that. And what happens a lot in relationships is we go, I'll be happy once you change because what you're doing is really upsetting me. And so you need to change this thing. And that thing that you want them to change is something that's unhealed within you. And your want for them to change is not even close to what you need. So it's like, your spirit family's like oh this is such a perfect relationship this person is definitely not going to give them what they want but that's <laughs> exactly what they need and so when you realize that you go oh if i go for you if i'm going for you in any sort of way you need to change once you shift i'll be happy if this changed if you didn't do this i'd be more free i'd be more creative i'd have more space i'd have more time whatever it is that's actually a space between you and you're knowing that you are an unlimited creator Mm. or another way to say that is that's acknowledging the space between you and God. If you want to use that metaphorically, which really just means, Oh, if I think I need you to be this certain way in order to allow me to be myself, then I'm saying, if I don't do that, or if you don't change for some reason, I'm not going to be supported. I'm not going to be loved. And so, Underneath that is I'm not supported and I'm not loved exactly as I am. And I don't have the freedom or ability to be myself as fully as I can for some reason. And that's why those relationships are your greatest healers and teachers, because Mm -hmm. they're going to bring up the part of you that isn't allowing yourself to fully embody who you really are.
1: Speaking of making your relationships the best they can be, if you are having troubles or you're going through a breakup or you just need help in life in general, if there's anything interfering with your happiness, BetterHelp can help. And basically, it's an online platform to connect you with therapists and counselors. And in my experience, therapy is so helpful, especially in navigating relationship issues, problems, challenges. So definitely check it out. You can start communicating with your therapist or counselor that you get matched with in under 24 hours. Um, When I was doing it, I met with my therapist once a week, every week. We had great sessions. I could also chat with her throughout the week if I needed anything extra. It's really cool, really fast to set up super affordable. And they even have, um, what's it called? Financial aid available. I was going to say scholarships, (laughs) financial aid available to help people. If you are struggling financially, you can still hopefully get therapy because who doesn't need a little therapy love in their life, you know? BetterHelp
0: wants you to feel better today. They want you to start living a happier life immediately. So if you guys go to betterhelp.com slash vibin, that's better H-E-L-P help BetterHelp.com/vibin. You can get ten percent off your first month um, just by listening to our show. So, as a gift to you guys for listening, go to BetterHelp.com/vibin. Start talking to somebody. Get ten percent off your first month and feel better.
1: You will not regret it. Right? And don't you so, feel like?
0: Go ahead, Linds. No, you will probably have a better question. I'll ask mine after.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, I was going to say, don't you feel like in relationships, the, a lot of times what's being reflected back to you or even the way that you're treating your partner, I should say, is the way that you treat certain parts of yourself. So like, if you yeah. have like an inner critic, then you're probably going to be really, inner cri- really critical outwardly towards your partner, even though yeah. really it comes down to you and your own issues of being critical of yourself.
2: Yeah, exactly. So a couple things, relationship definition in its most simple form, purpose of a relationship to become more of yourself, to help Mm -hmm. one another become more of themselves. That's it. You know, until you get on board with the idea that this is about your own personal transformation into becoming more of an unconditionally loving self, but that self is a capital S encompassing all versions of self until you go, Oh, well, that's the that's the purpose of this relationship then you might have you know disney conditioning that's like the purpose of the relationship is for you to do this you to make me happy you to save me or whatever it may be so first let's define the relationship this is here to help me become more of myself that means i have to be an expert at two things number one having a having faith or a knowing that this relationship can become a holy relationship meaning a purely unconditionally loving relationship which i do believe we can in this lifetime get to a place where we are essentially triggerless that doesn't mean we don't be, we're not aware of triggers or fear as options we just don't choose them anymore mm. uh, we need to have a knowing that that is 100 percent probable not just possible but probable for the relationship and then we also have to know that we have no idea what this relationship actually is for until we know, you know, I can, I can say, you know, so far I can look at what I've learned about myself in the relationship and I can say th- those are a few things that I know that this relationship has been for has been here to support me and my growth personally. And she has her own, my partner, she'll have her own reasons as, Oh, this relationship has helped me with this and this, and this wouldn't happen without the relationship. I don't know if 20 years down the road or 50 years down the road, we're still going to need to be in this exact relationship context or not. And to give someone a false sense of security and go, yep, you know what? This is, we're in for life. It's to say that you think you know the future. And that's to say that your mind is greater than the mind of your higher mind. And I mm-hmm. promised you anytime that you think your plan is the plan, you're going to realize it's not the plan. Yeah. So you're only gonna actually, you'll usually create what you're resisting. You'll go, you know what? This has to be, give me the security. Tell me how it's going to be. I need to know. And what you're saying underneath that is, if I don't know, then I'm going to feel unsafe, insecure in the now. And so even if you give me the knowing, I'm still not addressing that core belief and it will keep coming up in different ways. Yeah. Right. And right. eventually that will actually create the possible end of the relationship in a way that you might not prefer it to because that other person was seeking that safety and security in the other and seeking is not finding you're just going to perpetuate seeking and seek more and seek more and seek more and seek more and and that's how relationship patterns repeat and so it's you kind of got to come down to the decision of okay if I don't want to continue to seek then do i want to do this transformational work with this person are they willing to do it with me and if that's a yes for you and they're willing then you're gonna have a f- fulfilling relationship no matter what because you will both will say you know what i love you so much that if you believe there's something better for you something more aligned for you something that is more relevant to your path than this relationship at some point then i'm gonna accept that unconditionally Maybe right now that might pain me, that that thought of that might hurt my stomach, but I know that I love you so much that if you know, based in your heart and your inner guidance, that there's something greater for you, I actually love you so unconditionally that I'm going to support that. And that level of detachment actually is what creates a really profound level of intimacy that Mm -hmm. goes, okay, well, since I can't lose this, since there's no loss that I can, in my consciousness, then when I'm with you, I'm never acting from loss. I'm never acting from guilt. I'm never Mm -hmm. acting from avoidance because all of those things are based in the fear of some sort of loss, some sort of negative outcome that represents to us some sort of death, right? Some sort of whatever it may be.
0: It's like the loss of of the free will when you're putting all of your expectations onto a person. and it doesn't work out, that's, it's like grief and loss and like heavy, heavy, uh, yeah, grief. But you know, if you are coming from a place of like, this is where I choose to be right now, because you are the person I want standing next to me, then you never lose control. You never lose that choice um, until when you wake up and you say you don't want to be next to them. But hopefully that doesn't happen. But I feel like there's such a huge, on a superficial level, there's such a huge power in just knowing that you have A choice to be in this Mm -hmm. relationship and it's not a desperation or a codependency or anything like that which is very powerful yeah yeah so i I need to ask a question yeah go for it i feel like there's a lot of people wondering if they're like me they're wondering this what does a fight look like in your relationship brandon (laughs) like how do you disagree and come to terms and like end up seeing the same eye to eye because yeah you seem very zen and i know you would choose somebody who's also I feel like you would choose somebody who's also kind of on the same page and the same path. So yeah. what does that look like for you?
2: Well, I, I take you out the flute. And I play. I'm just kidding.
0: He takes <laughs> out the flute. I hope you take out the flute because that won't solve everything.
2: Yeah, yeah, honey. <laughs> just hold on a moment. Mm-hmm. Are we good now? We're good. Are we good? Yeah. We're good. Um, no, because you know what? It's causing like, cracking up. Oh, good, good. I've I've had many, many different experiences. I can't really categorize it. I can say that every experience ends in compassion and forgiveness and a clear identification of what did I let go of and what am I remembering? Because Mm -hmm. that's, that's how, that's how I move through my own process. And so there's times where if my process isn't necessarily relevant to her, and I just know it's mine and I feel supported in my own ability to move through it, then I might just go, I just need a little space to move through something right now. Mm. And she might be in her passion and flow. And I go, I just, I'm going to support you and, or, you know, remaining in your excitement and passion. I'm going to move through some things that have, have come up if, you know, cause she might hear me or whatever. So I, I, I might take space. Um, but often, I mean, we've, you know, Ashley, she's she's a firecracker, if I'm being honest. She's like, you know, they say you're you're going to attract someone that's going to bring you to the edge of your growth. And she's done that in every category and vice versa. And so um, it always, it, oh, I mean, we've had all ranges of emotions. We've had anger. We've had, um, you know, like not so nice Conversations of like totally projecting on each other. And it's funny because we can be aware of it and and, mm-hmm. you, and use that to rationalize the projection. My ego's really mad at you right now. Okay. Right, I right. Say that. <laughs>
0: okay. I'm gonna and say perfect. that in the next one, in the next argument yeah. or disagreement. I'm be like, just so you know, my yeah. ego is so mad at you.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. But but the thing is, is like those expressions for both of us in certain parts of our relationship over the last year and a half we haven't allowed ourselves to accept that aspect of ourselves. Mm. So we gave ourselves an opportunity to accept that in another, you know, we've had, there's been screaming very rarely, but there's been like deepest wounds of like, just integrating things from maybe our very first heartbreak that, have, that has resurfaced and wanted to be felt again. And so we've let that out and had space for that, which is, um, can be really powerful to say, you know what? That's okay. And you don't even need to change that. I still love you. And that's been one of the most profound shifts is we get to it. We've gotten to a place where even if we can, I, we identify a pattern within one another that we don't necessarily prefer, we will come to a place that says, even if you don't change this, I still love you unconditionally. You know, even if, if I wanted to shift something and I'm having a challenging time or she maybe there's still that unconditional part that says, there's no pressure, there's no expectation. You don't need to change this in order for me to love you. And that has been such like a permission slip to go, oh, well then I guess I could just love that part of myself. And the transformation has happened so quickly. So here we go with that choice again. Yeah, it's the forgiveness piece. Um, If I were to break down what it looks like, um, I'm very empathic and psychic and so is she. So it's like anytime anything is micro right now, it's, it's more of playing in the subtle realms. It's not as like explosive or as maybe it's intense in a different way now. Yeah. It's like these very subtle, it's a subtle realm. So it's like, I'll give you this example. And this is what I define as being an integrity in a relationship, driving in a car, and we're on our way to a little double date with a couple of our friends in LA. This when we were living in San Diego. And Ashley goes, you know, we should invite our friend, David. And I just instantly kind of reacted out of like a slight people pleaser. Yeah, that'd be fun. And I love David. And I'm like, yeah, it actually it was a genuine, yeah, that would be, would be fun. But as soon as I said it, it's like, boom, I felt the my stomach go, eh, I don't know my body was like, I don't know. And so I had a choice in that moment to go, well, I can ignore that and then have a little resentment, have, you know, some, some unprocessed experience that I'm going to take with me into this, you know, moving forward and probably end up subtly projecting on her, or I can acknowledge that. So it was just this little thing. And I go, let's just take a moment what does it feel like to just have this double date with us for let's just close our eyes feel that okay we felt that okay now what does it feel like to have that same thing with David okay feel that she goes oh yeah I actually want to do option one and I was like yeah same let's do that and so I didn't really care too much about what the external reality was going to be but I had to acknowledge what my truth was in that moment even on the most subtle level and I'd say that's More accurately of where we are with things right now, of like we might be able to see when one another are acting in in a way that might be out of alignment, and in a non-judgmental way, hey, how are you feeling right now? Not that anything's wrong, but how are you feeling right now? Um, you know, and then we'll go into that process. So we there's check-ins, you know, we check in often, but it's one of those things that it's it's just it's also spontaneous you know it's like we just it's there's and really what i what i think that is is there's less denial there's less i'm denying that i'm upset i'm I'm not denying that i'm triggered i'm not denying that i i feel some sort of lack there's just less and less denial more and more honesty Mm -hmm. um because we've created a level of love and acceptance that says you know you've been honest with me about your deepest deepest darkest scariest moments and I've loved you through them and so what can you not share and that's really just a principle for life is like I believe that every situation in our life will be very clear and transparent as long as we are being transparent with ourselves and and the source of confusion is denial which is creating two contradicting belief systems but not willing to look at them and integrate them and so it's just you know leaked into every area of my life around every relationship that i have Mm -hmm. being transparent being in integrity voicing my preference um and yeah so
0: i think it's important i love that i think it's important that we touch on the fact that like there's a lot of misconception or i guess wishful thinking that you know, once we're in a relationship for a year, things will be different. Once we're in the relationship for five years, things will be normal. Once we get a house, things will be fine. Once we have Mm -hmm. kids, things will be good. Once we're with the right person, there's no fighting. Like, (laughs) right, right. (laughs) Everything is a challenge. It's just, you know, there's no point you're going to get in the relationship where there's not going to be opinions. There's not going to be disagreements. There's not going to be those, those sticking points of evolution or, you know, the opportunities for evolution in the relationship. It's a fluid thing. Um, and so I, I love that you said, you know, it's, it's, we, we check in with each other, we still, you know, open communication, of course, they say it all the time is so important. But knowing the person, you're never going to learn them completely. Because the second you feel I know, I feel this way, the second I learn him, he's different. And so now I have to learn the new person. But luckily, yeah. I've, I've got somebody that I enjoy learning, and vice versa. So it's just about, be open to learning. You're always going to be learning. Always. There's no point where it's going to be easy,
1: easy, easy. I love that you are just getting vulnerable and sharing about the, like the most transparent parts of your relationship, because I think it's easy for people to look to people who teach about spirituality Mm -hmm. and Harmony and creating your best life that you think oh this person has a quote-unquote perfect relationship Yeah, they never misunderstand each other and they never fight and there's no yelling and there's no this and there's no that and it's Really what you're saying what i'm interpreting is that it's about not choosing someone who you have the least amount of um Friction and growth with, right. but choosing the person who you're willing to go through that with because inevitably in any relationship that kind of stuff is going to come up because you said the purpose of relationships is to know yourself better, and one of the best ways to do that is to see all the parts of you on display being reflected back to you in real time.
2: Yeah, exactly. And that's why if you have the tools of transformation, you will live a, con- a life like you're in a constant mystery school, like a constant spiritual boot camp, if because once you have the awareness you can't not look at these things you know you think of the paradigm of our parents back in the in our parents generation or their parents generation to take it back even more find someone that treats you kind of well that uh, they're kind of nice they have a safe and secure job and that's, that's good enough that's mm-hmm. basically the paradigm
0: and divorce is not an option
2: <laughs> right and now we're in a totally different paradigm now so like that paradigm worked for them we're in a totally different paradigm where it's now about personal growth. It's now about understanding what what are what is the purpose of relationships? You know, they weren't asking those questions back then. So there's a total, di- totally different model of what a relationship is. And like you said, it's not the absence of challenge. It's how you respond to the challenge, knowing that if there is challenge, it's what you need. It doesn't matter if it's what you want. So it's letting go of a lot of those. This is what I want from you. This is where the trap of the love languages come in. I have a love-hate relationship with the love. I can't. I shouldn't say hate. I have an interesting relationship with the with those uh, with the five love languages because there's a very thin line between this is what I would prefer from you, which implies I still have a choice. This is how you discern preference from a need. A preference says, I would prefer to have physical touch from you. But if I don't get it, I know I'm still loved, whole, complete, and there's nothing lacking in the relationship. I may not prefer the relationship anymore. If that's really something that you feel you prefer, but it wouldn't be a negative experience. You would know that you have choice to feel good, to feel loved, and to move into your preference. That is a true preference. That's like saying, you know what, I'm going to go to the store and, uh, I prefer this coffee. Oh, we're out of that coffee today, but we have this one. Oh, okay, no biggie. I'll get this one. That lightness around it where it's like, oh, my whole day, I'm not a worthless piece of crap because I didn't get what I prefer. That is what preference is. Right. Most of us disguise preference. This is my request. If we've read the nonviolent communication, this is my request. This is my preference. But if it's not met, then you're doing something wrong and you need to do more which is really saying, I'm feeling like there's something lacking within myself and you're here to give it to me. So then that person learning the love language and giving it to them perpetuates lack. You see that? So it's not that they're wrong or bad. It's that if they're operating from true preference, then they're great. But if they're coming from need, if they're coming from lack, then it's like golden handcuffs saying, let me learn to be someone that you need me to be to make you happy which is saying that you don't have the choice to create happiness yourself that it's somehow my responsibility.
1: Yeah. I right? love that. So
2: it's it's really about discerning I think the the one of the greatest markers is you will be in unconditional love with someone when you have no needs from them at all. No mm-hmm. needs. That's a moment I need nothing from you right now. Right in that moment you're you're in unconditional love. And so our goal in relationships is to expand that moment to Days and weeks, years, and and to our new norm is there is nothing I absolutely need from you in order to choose to be happy and fulfilled and loved. There's nothing I need. Very specific word. I love that. And I need so much from you today. (laughs) Yeah. Well, how do we get, how do you get to the needs? Through the wants.
0: Yeah.
2: You go, oh, well, what do I think I need from you? Yeah. And then I'm taking that back, giving that to myself. And now I don't have that need anymore. And that's that's what, and, and intimacy, I think a lot of people go, how do you create intimacy? Intimacy isn't something you create, it's something you are. And how, how do you allow yourself to be intimate? By letting go of what pushes people away or what pushes your own fear away. Because actually going into the fear, going into uh, the places that you don't wanna go into is what you need to do in order to let them go and on the other side of that is automatic intimacy with yourself and god because you go oh i went into the negative part i went into the fear and i found out it's not true i let it go and what replaces that presence but the love of god so in that moment you go oh i feel such an intimate connection with god right now let me extend this to someone else it's not you know you know what i'm just going to you know, create this experience for you and hope I feel more intimately connected with you. That may help. You can use, you know, any kind of situation as permission to feel more intimacy. But intimacy isn't something that it's a result of a doing. It's a result of a letting go, which is what naturally informs your state of being. That then you want to extend to someone else and go, wow, I feel so connected with God right now. I want to see that in you. I want to share that with you.
1: Intimacy is interesting, because the definition that I've heard that I really loved was intimacy, if you break it down, it's into me see. So it's when you see into somebody when you see their truth, when you see that their authenticity, Mm -hmm. and that can only happen how you're saying when people remove that mask, when they become vulnerable, when they get brutally honest, and like, When you're in a relationship where you can just be totally authentically yourself, like wounded and all with this person, like that's when you can actually feel really safe and secure, which is what a lot of people are going for. And it's like, regardless of if this relationship ever transitions into a friendship or it transitions into a relationship where we only relate in the astral realm and not the physical realm, like you're always going to have that unconditionally loving connection because you really had real intimacy where you saw each other to the fullest of each other's abilities because everyone can't even know themselves fully like let alone another person that takes forever it's why we're here we're all learning each other and learning ourselves and that's never going to end and you're never going to know everything about yourself or that other person but just the intention of I really want to see and feel and understand you to the deepest of my ability I think it's like the best thing ever.
2: Yeah, I agree.
1: Mic drop. What else is there to say? <laughs> That's just my preference. Is intimacy, <laughs> And you can ask my partner. I'm always like, can we soul gaze? He's like, again? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <So again? That's laughs> he hilarious. calls it soul grazing now, though. He's like, I'm going to nibble at your soul. I'm like, okay. So let's
0: remind people, Kelsey. I know you've talked about this before. Yeah. Tell them what soul gazing is because people might want to try oh, yeah. it. And I hope you do try it in your relationship.
1: Yeah. in it's most simple form. It's just creating intense eye contact with your partner where you're not just looking at them, but you're looking into them. And what I like to do is, Just create a container of time like, oh, we're just going to do this for two minutes or five minutes. And at first, you'll probably like giggle a lot and stuff. But once you drop into it, like you'll get into it. And then when you're looking at each other, you're looking into each other. And afterwards, I like to kind of give a little report of like what I saw, like, oh, when I was looking into you, I saw that maybe you're feeling this or I saw this animal come up or I saw this memory or if you're really psychic like me, like you'll see all different things. And I find that most people do have lots of psychic abilities and they'll pick up on Mm -hmm. stuff that they don't even know why they're picking up on it. When you soul gaze. So I think that's part of the fun too. If you allow yourself to tune
0: in, tune into it. We never do though, as like the average human being, never allows themselves the space or time to really just tune into it. I tried psychometry once when I was studying past life regression for like it was like an intense uh training and certification, but Explain to people what it is. They did we we did a little practice with psychometry, which is you hold an artifact or an item of somebody else's and you just let your mind go. You just like you you tune into it, you feel it physically, but you also feel it energetically. And I got the craziest stuff. I've never tried it before. I had never tried it, never even heard of it. Um, it was awesome. It was so awesome. Like I had my partner's jaw drop to the floor. He was like, "I cannot believe you picked up on that." Um, it was really incredible. So, if same with soul gazing, if you give yourself the space and the the intention to really tune into that part of you. It can be amazing. It can really be amazing. You'll be impressed with yourself. I'm just saying. But the idea of soul gazing, I gotta say, just you talking about it makes me so uncomfortable. <laughs> and we always joke like, if Kelsey and I were in a relationship and she asked me, and I'd be like, no. <laughs> but, you know, I think about doing it with my husband. I'm like, maybe I should. I feel like it would be so good. Like, I would love for him to have that experience with me. I would love to have that experience with him. I mean, we got yeah. three kids. We need time. You know what I mean. And that's the perfect. What would you say? Five minutes. Who can't? Who can't spend five minutes? Really? Just five
1: minutes.
2: <laughs> I could. I could save a practice that Ashley and I. Do um, yeah. for the Patreon if you want. Yeah,
1: let's oh, do that. We'll yes. Oh my
0: Patreon. gosh. The juicy stuff. I love The it. juicy stuff. We should probably <laughs> do that now. Yeah. It's we got about yeah. 15 minutes of Brandon left. So let's yeah. go. Let's I go. I think we're ready fun. to transition over to the Patreon. Oh, oh. tell them what else we're gonna say for the Patreon. If we have time, you're gonna talk about Sedona. What was it? What you say? Vortex, vortex.
2: or, uh, or, the, or uh, yeah I'm so, so excited. excited. And how number one, I saw an extraterrestrial, literally physically. Wow. Um, and, and and I had dice that I have here that I'll show on the screen. These tiny little dice, literally physically manifest out of out of nowhere.
0: Oh my gosh! Um, we need to talk about
2: this re- near the same spot.
0: Okay, oh my gosh, so exciting. It. We have a lot to talk about on the Patreon. If you guys aren't in the Patreon, go to patreon.com forward slash high vibe, sign up. You can do it for as little as $3.33 a month or Kelsey told us recently she found out and discovered you can put in your own amount. So you can literally join for a dollar if you want to go check it out. We have a lot of bonus content already and even more with Brandon when we uh, head over there. But thank you for tuning in. You guys have been wonderful.
1: And anything else you want to say? See you next week. Thank you, Brandon, so much. Thank you. All of those things. All of the things. We're going to continue this over on the Patreon. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Brandon, you're awesome. And we'll see you guys on the other side.
0: Thanks for listening. We hope you love this episode. If you love High Vibe in it, become a part of our Patreon family. You can support the show, see the extended version of this episode, get bonus content, and access exclusive discounts. Head over to patreon.com slash Vibe to join. We have tons of perks waiting there for you, and we're
1: always hanging out in there, so we hope to see you inside.